A natural med isn't just a substance you take. It is a lifestyle that one lives to amplify their health. We don't always choose how long we will be on this planet, but we can take action on the quality of life that we wish to enjoy. The Natural Med Podcast interviews different professionals and experts who look at improving the quality of health so they can live a more fulfilling life. Whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, or spiritually, we discover the secrets to their own journey and the small steps individuals can take on a daily basis to improve the quality of their life. Come with me as we travel, research, and discover how we can make incremental changes on a daily basis to live a more fulfilled and balanced life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Natural Med Podcast. I'm Nicole again, here with Josh, and we have Sunny Busby, the aromatherapy and nutrition consultant. Welcome, Sunny, to the podcast, Thank and you. I'll let you introduce yourself. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sunny Busby. I am a certified aromatherapist and nutritional consultant. I've been working in holistic wellness for over a decade now, um, and yeah, as a mom of six and veteran spouse and just it engulfs our life, so it's blessed us greatly. That's awesome. So kind of tell us about your background. How did you get into aromatherapy and just the health and wellness industry in general? My journey actually started with nutrition. I was diagnosed with celiac disease 13 years ago next month. Oh, wow. Um, and I was on death's door. You know, I just, it was a really bad time. Um, mm-hmm. I was a walking skeleton. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and... When I finally insisted that they test me for celiac and it came back positive, um, nutrition had to come into play. Right, yeah. One of my strengths is education, mm-hmm. learning. Um, at the time, I was working in the corporate world. I have my MBA, all of that, wow. and I just kind of dove head on into nutrition education at that time. Uh, Blessed us greatly. It not only helped with my celiac, but I have a son who is on the spectrum mm-hmm. and has ADD, and we were able to get him off of his medications. Wow, that's awesome. Leveraging nutrition, that's thank awesome. you. And then another daughter who had chronic gut issues from birth on, and we were able to repair a lot of those. She's now 18 and out there rocking and rolling and doing her own thing. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a really big blessing to our life. Um, With that, my introduction into aromatherapy kind of came because of my husband. Mm -hmm. After my body recovered from celiac and I was, my gut was going the right direction and all of that, um, I took a step back to see what was going on with him. Mm -hmm. He, being a veteran, goes to the VA for a lot of his needs, psychological and physical. Um, He's a Purple Heart veteran. He was injured his last tour in Iraq. And he was on a whole lot of prescriptions. Yeah. Like close to two dozen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anytime he presented with a side effect, they gave him another prescription. Mm -hmm. You know, and just it was carrying on and on. And it wasn't doing any 
good for him. He was actually more suicidal on the prescriptions than what he was before them. Wow. And so I just looked at him and I said, there has to be a better way. Um, and that's when I came upon aromatherapy and essential oils. I dug head on into the Pacific Institute of Aromatherapy. They're very science-based. The doctor who founded them is a doctor in chemistry. Um, and it just, it was really interesting to learn how these chemical constituents from plants could benefit our body, much the same way that you see with CBD. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, our bodies recognize them in ways that synthetic medicines can't. Yeah. Um, and it made a lot of sense to me, knowing how nutrition and the things that we put into our body make a huge impact. Nutrition is and should always be the foundation of all medical. Yes, it should. It should be. <laughs> totally agree with you. Right? Um, doctors get an average of about four hours of nutrition education in their entire educational career. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And nurses don't far, uh, aren't far from that. You know, we learn a little bit about uh, nutrition and nursing interventions, but there definitely is a need for more of that in nursing school and medical school. There is. There is. I'm currently working on my Master's of Science in Clinical Nutrition. Oh, nice. So uh, in addition to the certifications that I have and the experience, and it is, it's really fascinating how micronutrients and macronutrients interact with every part of our cell and all of that. But as an aromatherapist, one of the things that I often teach is everything that we breathe in, mm-hmm. everything we put on our skin, and everything that we put into our body is either benefiting wellness or adding to illness. Yeah. There's no middle ground there. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm not against allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine has played a huge part in our life as well. Um, gosh, this is totally sidetracking. <laughs> but, what, like, what is allopathic medicine? Because I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. Allopathic medicine in the holistic world is how we refer to synthetic medicines, more Americanized medicine. Like Western medicine. Yeah, Western medicines. Um, I say Americanized. A lot of my professors have actually come from out of the country Mm -hmm. and are now teaching in the U.S., and I appreciate their perspectives because doctors who receive their education in Canada or in Iraq or, you know, other places, other countries have a completely different perspective on how we should treat patients than doctors who received 100% of their medical information here. And I'm sure it's the same in the nursing world. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we've had some interesting discussions because of that. Um, But my son, where I was going, (laughs) Western medicine was necessary in our family. Well, it's been necessary in a few different ways, but... um, most specifically, April 23rd, 2021, so not quite a year and a half ago, my son was hit head-on by a drunk driver, my oldest. Wow. Um, he had both of his legs completely crushed. He had to have both of his femurs completely rebuilt. He suffered from pulmonary embolisms, mm-hmm. blood clots in the lungs, um, had to be intubated, was in the ICU for two weeks, was in the hospital for two solid months before we got to bring him home. There's a lot I can do with nutrition and essential oils, but I couldn't fix his legs. Yeah. You know, we needed the Western medicine for yeah. that, so I'm, I'm not against it. But there came a point where, because he was intubated, one of the things that you see a lot when yeah. you have an intubated patient is what? Mm-hmm. 
uh, you have you kind of get confused sometimes, mm-hmm. and you know there's a, there's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot uh, of things, but yeah. infections, infections, definitely yeah. weakness. So he came down with um, antibiotic resistant pneumonia. Oh wow! On top of the pulmonary embolisms and all of that. And, wow. Um, knowing it was antibiotic resistant meant that what the doctors had to offer him in the hospital would not be fully effective. Mm-hmm. So that's when mama kicked into gear. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately, when we got the phone call, he was out in Odessa at the time. And um, when we got the phone call, one of the last things I grabbed was what I call my apothecary. I've got a big bag where I carry a huge chunk of my essential oils, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of everything, and it's it's the perfect medicine bag. And um, I just happened to pause long enough to go, I need that. And so I grabbed it on my way out the door, and when that came up, I pulled up some peer-reviewed journals, mm-hmm. and I opened it up, and I showed the doctor. I said, okay, this is what you do, but this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And here's some proof that if we work together, it's going to work better mm-hmm. than if you just do what you do or if I just do what I do. And that's yeah. what you see a lot when you look at medical studies, is that working together is more effective oh, yeah, than sure. doing separate. So that's why yeah. doing what you do plus being a nurse makes absolute sense because we need both. Yes, We do, and it's, it's a big deal. But with that, three days later, he started testing clear of the pneumonia. His ICU doctor looked at me and said, I've never seen someone overcome an infection that quickly. Wow. You know, I just... <laughs> they work. Um, you know, and it was a great, great blessing. Um, more recently, earlier this year, my mom was diagnosed with urethroid leukemia, which is one of the most aggressive forms of leukemia. Wow. Now, I have a number of clients who have worked with me for a long time who have leukemia, different kinds of leukemia, though, and we're able to manage that holistically. Some of them have never had chemo or any type of Western medicine during their treatment, and we're years and years into their progress, and they're still doing well. We didn't have that luxury with my mom's. Mm. Urethroid leukemia, I I don't know. What kind of nursing do you do? So I'm a flight nurse, so I do critical care and emergency medicine, trauma. The kind of stuff that my son and and my nephew was in the car with him, so both of them benefited from your skill set, which is very great. Greatly appreciate. Um, oncology, of course, is a different monster. Oh, it is, yes. I, I unfortunately don't know too much about oncology just because I've never worked in that department or field. So <laughs> That's actually one of my first long-term clients was a cancer patient. Wow. Um, yeah, and I had no idea where that journey would take me when she brought me into her care. It's blessed me with the opportunity to work with Mineo Clinic, um, mm-hmm. with John Hopkins. I've worked with MD Anderson in Houston. And so when my mom was diagnosed back in February, I looked at her doctor at um, Medical City Dallas, which is mm-hmm. one of the best oncology facilities in all the U.S. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was grateful that she was here and we were able to go there. Yeah. But I looked at her doctor, who is an amazing, amazing oncologist, and I said, okay, so you know what you do but I know what I do, and <laughs> here's my history. And I didn't even get everything out, and he just nodded at me, he said, you take care of your mom. And he allowed me to incorporate what I do into what he does, That's and she awesome. needed both, yeah. she did. Her expectancy was only six weeks when she was diagnosed. Wow. We got 11. 
It's not a long time, but it's almost double what the expectancy was that diagnosis. So that's a lot. Yeah, double is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and nutrition was at the foundation of that too. But incorporating the essential oils and knowing that she had multiple avenues of medicine that were benefiting her was such a huge blessing. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. I just, you know, I see that a lot with our, from our customers that come in, you know, and then just what we talk about on this podcast is it's, it's not just one thing or another with your health. Like it's a whole a holistic approach, you know, the nutrition part and moving your body and your mental health. And then I'm just so excited to learn more about essential oils and everything. I know a little bit um, about it, but super excited uh, to learn more about it and everything. And um, I know, you know, essential oils have been around for a while. Thousands of years. years, But uh, tell us a little bit about, like, the history of essential oils and, um, you know, what people have been using them for for thousands of years. And, you know, why are they so popular now today? I think there's a really strong movement to move back to our roots. Mm-hmm. I think people are starting to wake up that science is ever-changing, but there are some bases that really have shown to be effective for centuries. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, obviously, is one of them. Um, but with essential oils, they're mentioned over 500 times in the Bible. They've been used, they found them in the pyramids in Egypt. Um, they've been used medicinally forever. They really are the original medicine medicine. Um, the beautiful thing about essential oils is the way that they interact with our cells. So, so our cells, as you know, have a membrane on them, mm-hmm. which is permeable to a degree. But when they see something that is synthetic or not beneficial, they kind of they firm up. Yeah. And that's where a lot of our inflammation comes from. Mm-hmm. So synthetic medicine, synthetic products, all the things that we expose ourselves to, the chemicals that, that are just unnatural. And essential oils are chemical constituents of plants. So obviously I'm not against chemicals in general, <laughs> but knowing natural chemicals from synthetic chemicals makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're able to benefit ourselves in ways that synthetic medicines can't. Um, conversations that I have a lot, you know, what happens when, when you go to the doctor and you have a cold? What do they tell you? Take some Tylenol. <laughs> Rest, water. Rest, water. Because <laughs> they can't give you anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because everything they could give you is effective outside of that cell wall, but the virus is where? It's inside. It's inside. Yeah. Well, there's antiviral medicines, but I think, you know, a common cold lasts three days and antivirals maybe going to cut like half a day off that. So it's like, what's the point of, you know, putting all this medicine in you for a cold? But, but, you know, essential oils and something like that might, you know, help alleviate symptoms and help boost your immune system and, and stuff like that. So... Is that where where you're going with this? You Absolutely. know, it's like sometimes a medicine is there, and you know, studies have shown it's it's helpful, but it's like not helpful enough or f- quick enough for whatever the issue is for what you're facing. Yes, yeah. Absolutely, and and that is the big difference is because it, your cells are familiar with it. It comes from plants that you know our DNA align with. It 
can permeate that cell wall and benefit where it needs to benefit. So mm-hmm. that's one of the beautiful things about it. Um, <laughs> I do have a question. You mentioned uh, you mentioned briefly that you know the company you work with. He he's very science based. He's his background in chemistry and stuff like that. And I think that's very important because essential oils and CBD. We run into this a lot. Um, people overpromise a lot and you know claim you know the moon like oh this is gonna <laughs> heal you. This is gonna you know whatever and. The science approach to it, you know, and a balanced approach to it seems to me like you're going to go further than just the, you know, the people, you know, even other CBD companies and stuff will claim stuff and we hear it and we're like, oh my goodness, like, (laughs) I'm like, don't ever say that in our store that, you know, that there's no proof for that, you know, like they're just claiming stuff to claim it. And, and I don't know, us personally, you know, with the store, I'm like, you know, I, I'm not okay with that, and I'm sure like you pick this company for a reason and the chemistry background and stuff like, like the that. Science behind it, yeah. And I, that was specifically the school that I attended, mm-hmm. so to earn my aromatherapy certification. The company that I'm aligned with, essential oil wise, it's based off of the purity, mm-hmm. and they are also scientifically based. But much like in the CBD world. Finding a source that you can trust regularly is really, really difficult in the essential oil world. Synthetics, um, fake essential oils, adulterated essential oils, those rule the market. Mm -hmm. Most of what you see on the store shelves is junk. And how do you tell the difference between, because, you know, there's expensive essential oils and then there's some that are not as expensive, but how do you, you would assume that a higher quality would be more expensive, but then how do you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) I've seen rose essential oil um, go for hundreds of dollars and it's not real. Wow. So there's different forms of testing that essential oils can go under in order to test the purity. Um, The most common is is the gastro, I'm tripping over my tongue now, um, <laughs> the big word, GCMC. Um, but they, they run it through different machines, and they just they see, okay, these are the basic chemical constituents that we expect from this plant. We're not seeing anything off. Cool. There are more tests that can be done on essential oils. Um, I know in the CBD world, mm-hmm. my hesitation in using CBD for a long time was the fact that there was nobody testing. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. And that was a big thing when we opened up. We were like, we're only going to go with uh, products that have the third-party lab testing so that you know exactly what's in the CBD product. Because you can go into the gas station, even (laughs) some of the grocery stores, and they're like, CBD? And it's like, do you know where this came from? Is this Because the hemp plant, the cannabis plant, I mean, it grows like a weed. That's why they call it weed. (laughs) And so, but it absorbs a lot of the nutrients and the toxins in the soil. And so if you're not testing that, you don't know, you know, what's in your plant and what's not. So it's the same way in the essential oil world. Absolutely. And so those third party tests make a huge difference. And so finding somebody that not only has the third party testing regularly, but also shares it is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Now the problem with a lot of the essential oil companies on the market is they'll show you, look, our lavender tested pure. Buy our <laughs> lavender. Cool. But is that what's in my bottle? 
Yeah. Mm. Is that the exact batch that I'm getting? Yeah. Do they have the lot number on there and everything? That that's what we have to do with our CPD. It has to have the lot number, and then you have the lab results that have the same lot number and and everything. <laughs> so the company that I work with, they offer that for the individual oils. Now it's it's more difficult on their blends because you know there's company whatever, plus it's all mixed. Mm -hmm. But they only source the oils from the blends that they would also offer individually. So, um, But with that, there is one company out there that has tested 100% pure 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. I will back that until they prove otherwise. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, a lot of the big companies out there have offered synthetics or junks at some point, and Mm -hmm. I just... There have been some that I've used in the past that I've had to walk away from. Yeah. Because once you can't trust them, you can't trust them. Yeah. So that third-party testing is a big deal. And you want to make sure that you're finding somebody who not only tests regularly but is really open with their third-party test. That's one of the things that you want to look for. Yeah. Sourcing. Sourcing is a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you see this in the CBD world, but where a plant is grown makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, I previously, before we moved to Denton, we lived out in West Texas. Mm-hmm. And people hear West Texas, they think oil field, cowboys, you know, all that. Along with oil field comes a lot of scientists mm-hmm. because you need that in the oil country. Mm-hmm. And so I was teaching a class on essential oils, and I was talking about the importance of having plants that are grown in their indigenous area. Mm-hmm where they're native to. And this lady who's sitting next to me grabbed my arm, and she goes, do you know what that means? And I just kind of looked at her like, well, yeah, I do. (laughs) You're really excited. (laughs) Do you want to share more? And she explained that she was a chemist by Mm -hmm. profession. And this was just so beautifully put. I've used it ever since. She, She said, you know, when a plant is grown in its native area, it is going to be stronger, it is going to have more nutrients, and it's going to be better for you than one that is grown anywhere else. Mm-hmm. A tomato plant grown in West Texas, in Midland, mm-hmm. specifically where we were, is going to have different nutrients than one grown in Dallas, just a few hundred miles away. Yeah. But the soil's different, the air's different, the weather's different, oh, and yeah. all of that makes an impact on the plant. And so you also want an essential oil that is sourcing from the indigenous areas of those plants and not necessarily one that has its own fields or, you know, unless those fields are where that plant is indigenous to, mm-hmm. that's good. But, you know, it's control over the plant and the farming is important, but it's more important to be able to source that where it's native to. And so ideally you'll find a company that works with the locals, who the local farmers who raise those plants They're all over the world. Again, essential oils have been used for thousands of years, so there's generations of people who have been raising plants for the purpose of producing essential oils. Mm -hmm. They're experts at it. Working with a company that focuses on those farmers and helps to benefit those farmers is also really important. So those are just some of the ways that you can look for somebody who's... Has a good quality source. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So... So... What are, like, for someone who hasn't been um, familiar with essential oils and never really dabbled in it or whatever, what's an easy way to get started to see if it's something that's going to help 
them, what would you recommend for most people to start out? If they don't have any issues, they're just like, hey, I'll try it. I want to try it. Um, gosh. <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't have any issues. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> who would um, that person be? <laughs> I know. Man, what kind of life would that be? Um, so somebody who's relatively healthy, who has never used essential oils and maybe hasn't talking college age probably right yeah, a teenager <laughs> yeah who doesn't re- recognize you know <laughs> that there's something yet. yeah um gosh no because i work with so many teens too um mm-hmm. I don't even know what uh, that would yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's too maybe it's big, maybe. Relax. So maybe. Sleep is always a big thing. Yeah, sleep and anxiety. Like, I think everybody has that. So let's start with that. Especially mm-hmm. after 2020. Oh, yes. Especially. I did yeah. see an increase in requests for I need help with sleep support. I need help with anxiety. And all ages, too, not just adults that are working, but even kids. Yeah. So my first answer is very rarely people's favorite. You stop drinking caffeine. <laughs> Like, we are so over-caffeinated. Caffeine is identified by the World Health Organization as the number one used drug in the world. It's a drug. Yeah, it It, is. It's addictive. It's not just an ingredient. People withdraw from it by getting headaches when they don't drink it. So I'm I'm bad at it, too. Being a nurse and a first responder, and absolutely, it's, it's and hard. having a business and being a mom, and yeah, no, it's understandable. And sometimes it does feel like we need that extra boost. Mm-hmm. But one cup of coffee in the morning can impact your melatonin production in the evening. Mm. Just one cup. Yeah. That being said, coffee can be beneficial for your gut microbiota, which plays an important part in brain health. Um, so it's important to know the balance. Mm-hmm. And generally, if you're drinking a cup of coffee before you go exercise, if you use it as part of your pre-workout, you know, instead of seeking after the synthetic pre-workouts that are out there, the ones that are all filled with junk and mm-hmm. goodness knows what, um, if you use coffee in place of that, that's a pretty beneficial time to, to take advantage of that little extra boost and get your blood flowing and mm-hmm. get things moving. But if you're just drinking it all day long, mm. yeah, man, that adds to your anxiety. That decreases your ability to rest well in the evening, which creates this whole big cycle because we need that reset. We need that reset for our immune system. We need that reset for our brain. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sleeping well, it's going to mess with everything else. And it just creates that really bad cycle of, okay, I didn't sleep well, so I need some caffeine, but the caffeine's causing me not to sleep well and... Just round and round and round. Um, some general essential oils that can be used for that benefit. Lavender, of course, is known for being very calming and relaxing for most people. Now, if you have somebody who has ADD or ADHD, mm-hmm. wild orange might be a better option. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent of somebody who has ADHD, as a former educator, I used to call those children lovingly, but they were my backwards kids. They were my mm-hmm. kids that could drink the caffeine and be chill. Yeah. <laughs> Where anybody else in the class would just be bouncing off the walls, you know. <laughs> so you see that in the essential oil world, too. Things that mm-hmm. might be calming for me actually energize my son. Yeah. Mm. But wild orange, which is a stimulating essential oil um, and uplifting and energizing for most people, actually allows him to just kind of and so, you know, experimenting and, and trying out different ones. Finding somebody who really knows what they're talking about 
makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, there are organizations out there that are dedicated to teaching others. There's some really good voices on the internet. There's some really bad ones too, though. Yeah. Um, so just... What's a good foundation or nonprofit or organization that's a good resource for... The Aromic Voodoo. Aromatic Plant Research Corporation. Okay. APRC. They are fabulous. They, they do third-party testing for hundreds of companies. Oh, wow. That's and cool. And they have a really beautiful website that is dedicated to educating the public. So they're a good resource to kind of start with. Absolutely. Cool. Now, I just redid my website. Mm -hmm. Easy to find, sunnybusby.com. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of information on there yet. But slowly but surely, so if yes. you want to check out the website, <laughs> it, it, I will grow on that. But really, APRC is my go-to for a lot of information because mm -hmm. they are scientific. They, um, they're who I rely on for my number one source of testing. They're the ones that I heard them in a conference one time, and they were talking about the 500 companies that they ran through and how only one came out with no synthetics and no adulterations, only one. Wow. Yeah. And it wasn't the big one that you see a lot of people promote who's yeah. been around for a long, long time. Wow. It wasn't that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is sad because when I was first introduced to essential oils, those old reliable companies are the ones that I leaned on too. Yeah. 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 I think what happens sometimes is, um, you know, you, you run out of product and then you're having sourcing issues and then you start cutting corners because you have the demand and these companies don't realize that when they're doing that, they're just obliterating any trust you have in them anymore. Because then all it takes is, oh, well, this isn't working like it was before, you know, and then boom, you don't trust that company anymore. And so in the long term, they just hurt themselves most likely. And we've run into that some with uh, CBD too. It's like, oh, you know, the consistency of this product has dropped. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, do we, do we want to look at replacing this and not have it in our store anymore? You know, because that's that. Once you you said it earlier, once you've blown trust, it's hard to get that back. You know, so one hundred percent. And you know, these are products that I'm not just trusting my life with, yeah. because it does make an impact mm -hmm. on your life. I have four autoimmune syndromes, and I manage all of them with nutrition and essential oil. Wow, that's it. I'm literally trusting my life to these products. Yes, but I have six kids that I trust to these mm -hmm. products too. Um, our environmental toxins, our, just again, the things we put on our skin, 60% of what you put on your skin is going to absorb into your cells. Oh, yeah. Think about the junk that people put on their skin. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's scary. It's scary, and, and they don't think about it, but we're adding to the inflammation, and inflammation adds to disease, and it's just this big, ugly circle. And the sooner we can get back to those good beneficial items, whether it's using essential oils instead of air fresheners, mm -hmm. whether it's changing your skincare from the highly processed, synthesized items at the store to mm -hmm. something more holistic. You know, the things you put in your body, things you put in the air, and the things you put on your skin, again, are either adding to wellness or adding to disease. What are some other essential oils uh, or, I guess, things you can use essential oils for besides the ADHD and relaxing? 
like maybe some um, ones that you could use for a cold. I know when my kids were little, um, it's funny, I asked Elise, my daughter, this morning when she was getting ready for school, I was like, Elise, what do you think about when you think of essential oils? And she was like, that cinnamony oil used to put on me and Noah when we were little and we had a cold. <laughs> That's so, probably somebody's, um, oh, what do they call it? There's a general term for that. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, again. <laughs> it made her think of that. Yes. You know, she thought of whenever she had a cold when they were little, I'd kind of mix some different essential oils and coconut oil and kind of rub it on their chest and their the soles of their feet and everything. So every major essential oil company has a blend that they call their protective blend, and yes. that's probably what yeah. you used on them. Yeah. Um, there's usually a citrus oil in there, some uh-huh. cinnamon, some clove. It was the thieves oil okay. that we yeah. used. Yeah. And do you know where the name for thieves came from? Uh I think somebody told me at one point, but I've forgotten, <laughs> so remind me. So the company that carries that mm-hmm. particular blend I no longer use. Oh, okay. Um, but the story behind that blend is true for all companies. Mm-hmm. So black, it, back in the days of the Black Plague, mm-hmm. there were perfumers. And perfumers are made from what? Perfume, the, the, the. <laughs> that out. Um, <laughs> perfumers work with what? Historical perfumers, not today. Like extracts and mm-hmm. plants. Yeah, plants. And flowers, the essential oils, mm-hmm. are what they used to make perfumes from religiously. So these perfumers were going through and they were pickpocketing dead people. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they got caught. Uh-huh. And so this is the story that gets told at least, and I, I don't know the actual <laughs> truth, but you hear this a lot out in the essential oil world. So it's the Black Plague time. They got caught stealing. They've been stealing off of sick people, but they haven't gotten sick themselves. Hmm. So in their trial, the judge looks at them and says, if you tell me how you did this, I'll let you go. Because he figured there must be something that is helping you that we can use to help other people. Oh, wow. And it was a combination of oils, the cinnamon, the clove, the citrus. Um, Interesting. Those are generally the foundations. <laughs> There's usually a tea tree in there, which is really beneficial for as an antibacterial, antiviral. Mm-hmm. Um, all of their recipes are going to be a little bit different. But yes, as far as immune function goes, those are some of the most beneficial oils that are out there. They're also some of the hottest oils that are out there. So That means what? They're more volatile or what does hot mean? Hot or just means warm? that they actually get hot. They oh, okay. actually can create heat on your skin. So you talked about using it with coconut oil. Mm-hmm. That's what we call dilution. Mm-hmm. Oil gets diluted with oil. Um, I like to talk about jalapenos. If you eat a hot pepper uh-huh. and you drink water, what happens? <laughs> it's it just, hotter. Yeah, it gets hotter. It gets it, worse, right? It doesn't do anything with it. It swishes it around your mouth worse. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that's because the water is pushing the oils that are causing that heat into your body deeper mm. and making it worse. But if you drink milk, what happens? It, it helps. helps with it. It helps dilute it. it. You have to dilute oils with oil. Mm-hmm. So coconut oil is a great option. I like to use grapeseed oil or olive oil as well. Uh, fractionated coconut oil stays liquid and tends to not go rancid, so it's a great option for roller bottles, things that you're going to use for a long-term basis mm-hmm. um, when you mix up your essential oils. But diluting is vital 
when you use essential oils topically. Yeah. Essential oils, pure essential oils, do not contain allergens. There's no proteins, there's, there's no pollens in them to create an allergic response, but you can become sensitive to them, mm-hmm. which creates a reaction in your body that feels like an allergy response. You can get a rash, you can, people have extreme responses if they're sensitive to a product. Um, it's much like becoming hypersensitive to a food. Mm-hmm. Often if we are allergic to a food, we don't have a response the first time we eat that food. It builds over time. I know you've seen that in the yes. ER environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my children is allergic to shellfish. They ate shellfish a dozen times before we ended up in the hospital. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it just it's the same with essential oils. It can build up over time. And so diluting essential oils before using them topically helps to prevent that. But also, it helps to prevent the flash off that happens if you put essential oils on your hand because they are so lightweight. Mm-hmm. Your body heat will cause about sixty percent of that to just disappear. Oh wow! If you dilute it with essential with a vegetable oil, a good vegetable oil, you don't want again. Don't use junk. Don't use junk on your skin. Don't use junk in your body. Mm-hmm. But if you use a good quality carrier oil. Um, to dilute it, it helps keep it on your skin longer, so your body actually benefits from it better. Plus, it helps you spread it further. Mm-hmm. One drop of peppermint essential oil is equal to 28 cups of peppermint tea. Wow. They are <laughs> highly concentrated. Yeah. Highly concentrated. And so being able to use it over a large area mm-hmm. is lowers the cost, makes it safer, and helps your body use it more effectively. Mm-hmm. So always dilute. There's no reason not to. Yeah. That being said, Dr. Schnaubelt, who I worked with, has said that in a pinch, if you need to use something gentle like lavender straight, as long as it's pure and not synthetic, mm-hmm. you should be okay. Unfortunately, lavender being one of the more popular oils out there, even though it is one of the more affordable ones, mm-hmm. gets synthesized a lot, gets adulterated a lot. And so you don't want to just go to any big box store and buy your lavender. Yeah. You don't want to just go to any big box store and dollar store has rose essential oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, how is that possible? It's not. <laughs> That's a pretty expen- yeah. expensive essential oil. A, a five milliliter bottle of rose essential oil should cost somewhere between 250 to $500. Yeah. Wow. Should. Because I know I was uh, reading up on essential oils, but it takes so many tons of rose petals to make a little bit of that rose essential oil. It's a lot it's that goes into lot. it. And do you know how many growers grow roses, grow non-genetically modified roses for the purpose of producing essential oils in the world? How many? Any? One? Where do we find them at? (laughs) (laughs) They're they're over in Belgium. Oh, Um, wow. But, yeah, the market is very limited. Yeah. Very limited. And and they do work with more than one company. That producer works with more than one company. But... There's a reason why it's expensive. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, fortunately, there are less expensive oils that can do similar things, maybe not as effectively as Rose. Rose is the queen of essential oils for a reason. <laughs> she can tackle all the things. Yeah. She's, every essential oil has an emotional benefit and a physical benefit to it. Mm. And so Rose is fantastic for emotional uplift and helping to heal matters of the heart and helping to support your immune system and 
if you think about the worst viruses that are out there, the ones that are antibiotic resistant and just really, really harmful and spread really well, Rose mm -hmm. can help tackle those things. Wow. She really is the queen. Mm -hmm. Frankincense is the king. He's just behind her. He's less expensive. <laughs> a good bottle of frankincense will range anywhere from about $80 to over 100 mm -hmm. Um Again, depending on the source and, and the quality. But he can do all the things, too. And using those two together, mm -hmm. you can literally tackle everything. Mm -hmm. And they smell good. Yes, I yeah. love the smell of frankincense. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good frankincense is, yeah. is fabulous. <laughs> well, how do we find out more about you and what classes you teach and where we can learn? So here in Denton, I have the opportunity to work with a new holistic clinic called Regenerous. It's a great place. Oh my gosh, so much fun. They went to the do, ribbon cutting. Yeah, and that's, and that's where we you. met. It yes. was at the ribbon cutting. Um, they, oh gosh, I missed it. Yesterday they were doing a sound meditation. Oh, they, nice. Yeah, they do, they do all kinds of meditations. They have a hypnotherapist that works there regularly. Um, they have Reiki specialists. They have you know, just all kinds of things. They're working on getting a massage therapist in there, but I'm going to teach essential oils there as well, aromatherapy classes and nutrition mm -hmm. once a month. So if you go to regenerous.com, you can find those classes if you're local to North Texas. Yes. Outside of that, sunnybusby.com is my website. Um, again, it's up and coming, but it's already set up where you can set up an appointment with me. I do a large review of all of your medical history, I dig into blood work. It's really, really important to see your doctor annually to check your blood, make sure that your nutrients are level. There's so many things that could be repaired mm -hmm. if people just knew what was happening in their body. Yeah. And blood work makes a big difference on that. So I go over that with you and I analyze that with you and then we talk about how can we change your nutrition to make sure that your body's getting what it needs. And here's some essential oils that can help you with your concerns. Because there's an oil for everything. Mm -hmm. There is. So. That's awesome. And do you uh, sell essential oils on your website? Can we buy them through you can, your website? Yes. Well, okay. you can not directly through my website because I like to individualize packages and make sure that people are getting what they need. And know how yeah. to use them. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so when I work with people, I do try to educate them first before just letting them go directly to my oil website. Yeah. But yes, I, I can sell you oils directly. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you, Sunny, for being on our podcast. This is very informative. And we'll see you all next time. Mm -hmm.